Father, even as we go into your word in this brief time that we'll share, Father, we are asking that you will reveal your truth. Let every blind eyes be open. Let every doubting heart believe. Let everyone who needs a conviction, oh God in heaven, receive in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you will speak through my lips, but I let every listening ear be blessed. And that the name of Jesus is glorified in Jesus' mighty and matchless name. Amen and amen. Please be seated in God's awesome presence. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Quickly, let's open our Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter, sorry, the book of Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we're reading from verses 41 to 50. Luke chapter 2, from verses 41 to 50 see whenever testimonies like this happen it just makes me wonder you know god yes we pray as a church but it's just the mercy of god just the mercy of god um by the grace of god by the privilege of the position that i occupy you get to hear people's burdens and the truth is you're like god if i if it was within my capability to solve this problem you know that i would do thank god that we have a god hallelujah sometimes it baffles me how the unbelievers cope praise the name of the lord jesus hallelujah luke chapter 2 from verses 41 to 50 if you're there with me just say amen and if you're not just say wait for me praise the name of jesus hallelujah together we would march on amen as is our custom here let's read together one to go his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing to have been in the company, they went a day's journey sought him among their relatives and acquaintances so when they did not find him they returned to jerusalem seeking him now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the teachers both listening and asking them questions all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers so when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name amen amen praise the name of the lord hallelujah by the grace of god um the theme of our months the month of february for those of us perhaps your new place of victory one of the things that we like to do or we believe that he guides us even in our attempt to seek god and to get to know him better is that we see our months and so it directs our prayer points everything that we teach in that month is centered around that theme. and by the grace of god the theme of this month is titled our month of passion hallelujah and I recall my wife was asking me, passion, so what do you mean by passion? And because the truth is, when you hear passion, all of a sudden, the flesh begins to take over. And you're thinking something sensual. 
praise the name of the lord but i trust god that by the reason of us exploring this topic this month more understanding will prevail in the name of jesus hallelujah amen and so the title of my sermon this morning is the father's business hallelujah the father's business i love the anchor text that we read because there was something remarkable in the verse 43 the bible says that when they had finished the days and returned the boy jesus lingered behind in jerusalem hallelujah see passion will make you do certain things that ordinarily you'd be wondering what is wrong with me praise the name of the lord hallelujah and that will lead me to the conversation of this morning that you realize that when god created man you know i read a book by ew toza and the book was titled the pursuit of god hallelujah and in that book he made a statement and said that when god created man praise god that there was a portion of man's heart if not all that god had designed that ordinarily he is supposed to occupy praise the name of the lord but however in the course of human existence we find ourselves trying to fill that portion with certain things praise god and so you see some people will say you know what if i get this job truly i will be happy and so you will get the job but yet there's still a vacuum yet to be some will say you know what there is a certain high i get when i smoke or when i drink and so for that reason i increase the volume of what i drink or the amount of what i smoke yet there is still what a void that void is a proof that the rightful person has not taken place praise the name of the lord and the best way i can explain it is that for example i wear a size 12 for example now if somebody who is wearing a size 8 wears my shoe their legs can fit into the shoe quite all right but because the rightful owner has not worn that shoe they will eventually spoil the shoe praise the name of the lord hallelujah and so you realize that the reason why many people experience frustration or for example that they are allow me to say that they go through certain negative experiences in life pursuing certain things assuming that those things is what will give life meaning is only because the person who is supposed to occupy that place has not yet taken his place praise the name of the lord because you understand that when god takes his rightful place you know there's a song that says give me jesus that's all i need praise the name of the lord because when he takes his place every other thing is secondary praise the name of the lord hallelujah and so you realize that when god created man there is a certain tool or a gift that he installed you know i say that is like a software that is installed in our dna that enables us to have a good relationship with god praise the name of the lord hallelujah and so i say that it is the tool that god has given man that when man begins to use that tool adequately that tool is supposed to help us to do what to know god more why because man was never created to live outside the plan of god praise the name of the lord that the design of god has always been that man should absolutely depend on god for everything so paul in the book of acts was saying that for in him we live in him we move and in him we have our being such that everything that i do ordinarily when i use that tool 
should help me in pursuit of God. Hallelujah. And that tool is called passion. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That tool is called what? Passion. Is that hunger? Is that determination? You know, like, like David was saying that as the deer panted hard after water, the water brooks, he says, so does my soul panted hard after thee. Praise God. That when your passion is in place or is adequately used, that's why the Bible says, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Because the equivalent of that or the result of that is that what? You will receive your feeling. Praise God. Hallelujah. But you realize that Jesus was even saying that in the days that we live in, in the days that we live in, Jesus was saying that, he said, and because of the last days, when you read Matthew 24, Christ was giving an outline of the things that will happen or indicators of the days that we're living in. He says that, you know, nations will be at war against nations. Brother will kill brother and the likes. But he says here in the verse 24, verse Matthew 24 verse 12, it says, and because lawlessness will abound, it says that what? The love of many, praise God, will do what? Will wax cold. So therefore, when your passion, you know, I said it here that when passion is wrongly applied, or rather when passion is properly applied, the result of it is love. Praise God. When you use your passion for the things that it was created to do, the evidence of it is what? Love. But when it's wrongly applied, the result is lost. Praise God. That's why the word or the, or the enemy or devil's agenda is to do what? To make you lost after the things that you should ordinarily do what? Hate. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you realize that when your passion is not in place or is not adequately used, the Bible said that there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the result of it or the end of it is what? Death. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you realize that you begin to ask yourself certain pertinent questions. Am I in love or am I in lust? Praise God. Am I what? In love or am I in lust? Because anything that seeks to take the place of God in your life is what? Lost. Praise God. You know, there are certain things that many a times it is possible for two people to seek the same thing. But one is lost and one is in love. Praise God. Let's take for instance marriage. Okay? Assuming I was single and my wife, okay, she has gone and she's single. Now I can desire her because I love her. But somebody else will look at her and is lusting after her. Praise the name of the Lord. And so it is possible that you and I are pursuing the same thing. For example, your job. The reason that I want, and so you realize that what differentiates whether I'm lusting or I'm in love is what my motive. That's why at every point in time, you must always ask yourself, why am I desiring this thing? If you cannot find God in it, lost. Praise God. Anything you desire, be it your marriage, be it children, be it a house, whatever it is, if God cannot be expressed through that particular thing, 
allow me to say what it is lost that, and that is why many prayers are not answered because the bible says that what you do what you ask not you see you have not because you ask not and even when you ask you ask what amiss and so god being a good father knowing that if i give you this thing at this age or at this phase of your life it will lead to your destruction praise god and so the bible said that whoever the father loves he does what he chastises and so you must always at every point in time vet your motive why do i want these things that i want that's why i always say it here that the greatest asset god can give anybody is a good heart because if your heart is right forget about the other thing praise god that's why the bible said that what that guard your heart with all diligence because what out of it flows the issues of your life if you want to know somebody just give it time your heart will go. praise god and so you realize that when passion is properly applied the evidence of it is what love i'm not saying sensual love praise god i'm talking about the god kind of love the love that is motivated by god and not by the things of this world because many at times what we think is love is not love that's why when an unbeliever tells me you know that you know i love this person now the only way you can express or to communicate it is love but in actual essence it's not love because you cannot say you love god that you are in love and not know god praise god hallelujah you cannot truly that's why sometimes in the bible whenever somebody we must be mindful how we read certain things because you must first of all try to capture the mind of the person who is writing it for you to understand what he's actually saying so i'll give you a good example the bible said that an evil spirit from god entered saul there's no evil spirit from god but the best way the author could communicate what he was trying to say was that what an evil spirit from god entered into saul and so when an unbeliever says that what i love now the only way they can communicate it or if you take the dictionary the best word that captures their feeling is love but in true meaning in the actual meaning of the word only a godly person can love praise god because when you read through the bible i think for example first corinthians 13 says that what love is kind love is patient love keeps no record of any wrong praise god love does what keeps no record that's the key thing love does what keeps no record of any wrong then you begin to ask yourself do i really love because you know then when i was in secondary school there was an album by a guy then called jaru you know he said love is pain or oh, sorry pain is love i don't know how the, i forgot how the album goes but the, but that's the truth there's an element of truth in that statement because the truth is when you are truly in love you will truly inconvenience yourself Praise God. That the one of the true proofs of love is that what it must pain. The Bible said that for God so loved the world. You can't tell me that a God who loves his son will see his son being crucified on the cross of Calvary and is smiling. No. But there is a bigger picture. Praise God. And so you understand that when that love or whether when passion is wrongly applied, is what? Lost. 
So Paul began to tell us, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 5. He says, in the presence of God, because Paul was trying to mentor Timothy to ensure that this boy does not derail. There's nothing as painful as someone who has a great future, but never actualizes it. There are so many people you see, I mean, for many people in your, in your personal lives, I remember in secondary school, there are certain people that, with the level of brilliance and dexterity that, that they use in answering certain questions, you're saying, based on certain permutations, this person should be this. But all of a sudden, years down the line, you can't relate, like, how? How, how? how did you get to this point? Praise God. And so Paul was trying to ensure that the same thing would not happen to Timothy. And it says, in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who would judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearance and his kingdom, I give you this charge. It says what? Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instructions. Why? It says, for the time will come when people would not put up with sound doctrine. Praise God. Hallelujah. It says, instead, they will do what? To suit their own desires. There is nothing as deceptive as your flesh. Praise God. In this our generation, I can bet that if not 100%, everything that is being done has a trace of the flesh to it. I'll give you a good example. You only live once. After all, live your life. Praise the name of the Lord. That's flesh driven. Second, I just want to be happy. So I will do anything that will make me happy. That is what flesh. Because I thought that happiness is overrated. That's the truth. Because there are certain things that order really that should you believe it to make you happy, but godly. Praise the name of the Lord. And so here Paul is saying that they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. He says, but you keep your head in all situations. And he says what? Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist and discharge all the duties of your ministry. Praise the name of the Lord. And so with the few times that I have here, let us begin to look at the subject of lust. Praise God. Because if we're going to look at what passion means, we must first of all understand what lust is. And for me, as I said, your flesh has always been the greatest vice and the deceptor of great men. Praise God. Everybody that you see that was great, that at some point in time lost it all. One trait. The flesh was responsible. Should we start from the Bible? How can God say that Solomon is the most wisest man on the earth, but yet he acted so foolishly? Why? The flesh. Praise the name of the Lord. Samson, who was, in quote, the strongest man in his day, how did he lose it all? The flesh. Let us give an example. Even Adam and Eve. Let's start from the beginning. The Bible said that as he saw that the tree was good for sight, praise God, he fell. That's why anytime the devil wants to tempt you, you always come in these three angles. It doesn't change. We learned that on Wednesday of our Bible study. The loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, and the pride of life. Because if he tries to tempt you with the pride of life in terms of power and authority, 
That's why you never know the true essence of a man until you give them power. Praise God. There are some people who say, oh, when I get this position or whatever it is, I will do this and do that. But yet, they give them a little taste of power. Nobody has peace any longer. Praise the name of the Lord. That's the pride of life. Number two is what? The lust of the flesh. Anything your flesh desires to... That's why, as a Christian, fasting is a check for the lust of the flesh. Praise Because why? You're denying your flesh what ordinarily it desires so that what you will pursue god praise the name of the lord hallelujah i think i've said it here that it's irresponsible for you to call yourself a christian and you don't fast at least once a week responsible praise god yes judge me but the truth praise god because if you can eat for seven days and not give god one day come on praise the name of the lord hallelujah that is what the loss of what the flesh but also the next one is the loss of the eyes that is where greed comes into play you see something and you cannot rest praise the name of the lord i remember then when my wife was in school because she had a hard time trying to pay her school fees and so however we wanted to do it we had to help and so then she would tell me, you know, I went to town and next thing I saw this dress, he was calling me. I would say, no, I'm not coming. He was calling me. But I told her, I said, the truth is what? This is just what? The lust of the eyes. Praise God. Because the devil will not tempt you with what you don't like. Praise the name of the Lord. The devil will never tempt you with what you don't like. And so anytime you desire something or you like something, that's, that's a prompt that if the devil wants to attempt your life, he would come to that road. Praise the name of the Lord. So I begin to end with this. Look at this tragic story. Second Samuel 13 verse 1 to 2. A very popular story. The Bible said that Prince Absalom, David's son, had a beautiful sister named Tamar. And Prince Amnon, her half-brother, did what? Fell desperately in love. You see, as a believer, we don't fall in love. Let's start correcting certain things, okay? Because lo true love will not make you fall. Praise God. Hallelujah. True love, you will enter it with your clear eyes. Praise the name of the Lord, okay? And so here it says, Amnon became what? He fell, fell desperately in love with her. He says Amnon became so tormented by his love for her. News number two. In love, there's no torment. Praise the name of the Lord. In love, there's no what? Torment. And he says, and for her, he became what? Ill. He had no way of talking to her, for the girls and the young men were kept strictly apart. And so he had to devise any means. We know how the story ended. He lost his life. So the summary of what I'm trying to make us understand is this. Anytime you find yourself in lust, praise God. Now, it is not ungodly to be tempted with lust. So don't go and think, oh, maybe when I'm, te I'm tempted, all of a sudden, the devil has had me. No. Temptations will come. Praise God. But the Bible said that when it comes, God will do what? Give you a way of an escape. Praise the name of the Lord. 
And so temptations will come. That is why when you see people who fall into sin, it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight. The Holy Spirit is there as a check. It's like, it's like an engine management light on a car. It's telling you there's something wrong. If you're not careful, this thing will happen. If you're not careful, this thing will happen. We know how the story of Amnon ended. Same thing when you read the stories of Samson. How many times did Delilah try to attempt on Samson's life? I mean, whenever you read that story, sometimes it provokes me, but I understand because he's flesh. He's human. Praise God. That is why we must keep ourselves accountable. Praise God. The Bible says that what, as you see the day approaching, do not fail or despise the gathering of the brethren. True Christianity, true Christianity, not in this day where an age where they say, mind your business. True Christianity, in actual practice, is that if I see my fellow brother going astray, it's my responsibility to call him to order. And I do so in love. Because I understand the dangers of where he's going. That's why in Ezekiel he was saying that woe to a watchman who is seen and is not able to warn others. In the name of the Lord. So true Christian, but nowadays if you correct a sister in church, oh, all of a sudden you take offense. That's not Christianity. Because I'm mindful of the end. The end is that the devil wants to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Hallelujah. And so all throughout this month, we'll be looking at three things. Passion for God. Let us go back to how things were. Passion for God. Passion for his people. And passion for his kingdom. Because when your passion is properly applied, it will show in these three areas. Praise the name of the Lord. I've said, I've said it here before, that as a church, all we are focused on that what all men be saved so anything that we need to do to ensure or to contribute our quota towards the salvation of many the church will never say no praise the name of the lord and so you understand that you and i have a part to play that's why even here you look at it here that the four pillars of this church is what passion praise god people must have passion for god because it is passion that gives you that motivation to even start in the first place. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then we must be people who are filled with purpose. Then we begin to do what? Empower people and then we produce good disciples. This is how we as a church here in the place of victory choose to do. And God will choose help us in Jesus' name. And so all throughout this month of February, so when I mention passion, let your mind not go to sensual things. Let our, let our focus be focused on Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us bow our heads as we pray. Gracious Father in heaven, just begin to express your heart before the Lord and just thank him for the things that has come your way this morning or this afternoon by the way of truth. Just magnify the name of the Lord. Appreciate him that Father, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we bless your name. We give you all the glory and all the honor. Be thou exalted, O God in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Everlasting God in heaven, we thank you for your word that has come our way. We ask that, Lord, you will preserve this word in our hearts. That, Lord, it will bear fruit to your glory and your honor. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah.